Hi, my name is Anja Karwowska and I'm the host of this amazing podcast, Get Unstuck with Your English. If you are a neurodivergent person, struggling with learning the language, tend to procrastinate too much, or maybe you have so many goals you get lost right on the bed, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you have come to the right place, my friend. I'll teach you how to apply cognitive science and evidence-based methods to your learning. I will walk you through the learning plateau. If you're scared to talk, the vocabulary evaporates your mind. You have been studying for ages, following shiny objects, binge-watching Netflix, hoping that the knowledge will cross your head first Moses. If so, I'm here to help you. I'll show you how to study and tackle the language, and most importantly, how to make it stick. I'm inviting you on the journey with me. Let's add a science sprinkle to your learning. Hi, it's me, Anja Karwowska, and welcome to Get Unstuck with Your English. In this and upcoming episodes, I will be tackling one language problem. We'll focus on how to study, how to study language, in our case English, and how to do it effectively, especially if you're a neurodivergent person. And I also have a surprise for you, but I'll talk about it at the end of my episode. So this these episodes will be significantly shorter so expect more or less like five to six minutes so today we'll talk about spacing why spacing i know that for many of you spacing probably you think of space however that's not the case spacing is the opposite of cramming you probably have heard me or may have heard somewhere else that very often people cram for exams in order to study effectively, you have to apply spacing. One of the podcast episodes on my LinkedIn Lives, I've been talking about the Lightness System. So today we'll not be talking about the Lightness System. This will be the separate episode. Today we'll talk about spacing. Literally spacing out your practice. Instead of studying every day, let's say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, etc. You space out your practice. So for example, you study every second day or every third day and then you take a break in the <coughs> middle. I don't know if you remember in one of my Instagram stories I was talking about catching yourself some slack when I said cut yourself some slack and by that I meant space out your practice. So let's talk about space now, spacing out your practice, how to do that and how it applies to English language learning. Okay, so what does it have in common? What is space practice? Space practice involves the taking a given amount of time devoted to learning and arranging it into multiple sessions spread over time. So for example, if you study for an English exam, you study for IELTS, right? And you need to learn some vocabulary word, maybe some idioms, some linking words that you will use in an essay. So uh, you will study it by trying to retrieve, let's say, the exact meaning. However, if you space out your practice, that means that you take breaks during the week and during the month and let yourself forget a little bit. Why? Because simply spacing it out leads to higher academic achievement. It really yields results. So this is why I highly suggest spacing. How would it look like? Let's see. You have a space practice and let's see, you're preparing for that IELTS. Let's stick with IELTS. And let's say you're practicing reading part, or you're practicing listening part, right? So you need to practice. And let's say that in must or cramped practice, you study all day long. 
So you study reading and then you study reading and then you take a five minute break and you go to listening. So you cram it in one day and then a week later you take the test. In spaced practice, however, you have one lesson, 10 minutes, you take a day off, for example, or two. Then again, you approach the same problem. Again, you practice uh, reading comprehension part, or you practice listening part, or you work in on that idioms, phrasal verbs, linking devices for your writing part, or you practicing, for example, practicing writing an essay, and then again, you take a break. And then the first day, you exactly do the same, and then you take a break, and then you take the test. And trust me, or don't trust me, experience it on your own. Why spacing work, right? One might ask, why, why it works? Like, why does it work? What's the point? When you encounter information repeatedly in one session, it becomes familiar. And then what kicks in is the illusion of knowing. So with the illusion of knowing, you think, I know everything, right? And the truth is, the, the bitter truth is, you don't know anything. When you acquire information quickly, you quickly forget it. So that's the biggest problem. Right? Because the information is in your short-term memory, but you didn't, it didn't go to the long-term memory and then you didn't retrieve it. So you didn't practice your brain, practice that muscle, right? So this is why you think you know everything, oh, you're so well prepared because you've been working or studying for five hours before the test. So you'll rock it. And very often, it's quite the opposite. You think you did great and then the results come in and there's like, boo! Right? You're so disappointed. And this is why. And this is because you didn't practice retrieval. And you know why we prefer cramming? Because we're human. As humans, we love easy fixes. Who doesn't like easy fixes, right? Who's not watching hacks on Instagram? How to do this, how to do that. How to quit organizing your working space, your shelf, your fridge. So we love cramming because it feels so much easier than spacing. So the information that you cramped is temporary and shallow, right? It's not like deep, it's, it, you do not retrieve it, but it feels so easy. And when we use space practice and we retrieve the information across the session, it's tiresome. We get tired, maybe not sweaty, but our brain complains. And this is why it's more effective. Also, students feel now they're not learning well. Right? In cramp practice, you have that feeling that you're in control because you study a lot. In practice, you kind of lose it. Right? You, lose, you don't have the tangible proof that you have studied, so you might have not learned anything. So this is why you have to break that barrier in your head. So why students who apply space practice generally perform better? One reason being not only they retrieve the information, they trade the brain, it's more meaningful, but also they show the enhanced understanding. So not just plain memorization, if you know what I mean. Like we look at the vocabularies and we just study, 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 without thinking, without pondering, without taking that, making that extra effort. And this is why spacing is much more beneficial to your learning. How do we implement space practice because it's easier said than done we say oh yes you have to do space practice you have to apply it but how do we do it actually let's say the lesson we can break our study into smaller parts so instead of saying okay 
I'm studying for IELTS academic or Cambridge proficiency exam. So bring it on. I take out the book and I do one exercise after the other, I do the listening and the reading comprehension, the writing, and I try speaking. So instead of doing that, break it down to smaller sessions. And by that, I mean chunk it down. For example, don't do everything at once. Focus on listening, even listening or reading any of the integrated scales. Cut it or chunk it in two and space it out over three days. Take a break in the middle. It really helps. Then revisit the concepts that you've been learning or you've been taught in the previous class, in your previous study period. Let's say you are working on writing in IELTS academic, right? And very often we have to interpret and write about a pie chart. So revisit that concept. Do you understand what is a pie chart, right? Do you know how to describe it? How to, how to start? Do you know what are the parts, right, of the report assignment or with an essay? Do we know what a topic sentence is? How to go from topic sentence to a full sentence? second sentence into a paragraph right how to, how do we conjoin it together so think about it revisit it revisit these phrases or idioms that you have been studying revisit the grammar part let's say future perfect in the past oh darn it I hate it but why why is it so difficult is it similar to my L1 is it different from my L1 maybe I speak to other languages so I can just draw some correlations differences etc this is what you have to do in this way you will make your learning process so much more meaningful and when I say meaningful I also mean that you will retain it better and you will know more so when you take that exam or when you study language you want to blast off to C1 or C2 right you have to want to break through that plateau so this is when you will see results and you will see progress instead of just staring plainly or bluntly at the screen or at a book how can we spice it up we can add retrieval practice and quizzes so by that I mean, if you're a teacher, you can try low-stake quizzes in your class, which means you do not assign grades, you do not assign for the love of the universe, you do not assign points, nothing. All you give is feedback. If you are studying by yourself, if you're a language student, you're preparing for that exam, you study in English, you do the same. So you do not condone yourself, oh, I didn't do it, I'm so stupid. No, you're not stupid. You just need more time. You're not there yet, but you will be. So instead, just... Take a little test. Do it for yourself. For example, close that book. Okay, each Friday I will I will have a mock test with myself. So, okay, let's do the listening. IELTS academic, and I do it, and then I check the answers, right? And then I try to think about, okay, I did this, I didn't do that. So apply that metacognition. Let's say test yourself on the idioms. Okay, do I know the idioms? Do I do I know them? Do I not know them? So, a tiny test and make it like five, 10 minutes. Do not spread it out like to half an hour or an hour because you A, be tired, B, you will be discouraged, C, chances are you will never do it again. So what are the challenges of spacing? Because let's be honest, right? There are always some challenges and we'll try to not think about it or don't do it and just move to cramming. So what are the challenges? First of all, it can feel slow and ineffective. I know I've been told by my students, I don't see the results. And you know, it's like, what am I doing? Yeah, nope. So it takes time. And yes, it takes time to retrieve the information. It takes time for you to forget a little bit and you can be discouraged. 
because it can feel slow. But it feels slow only because we used to that cutting corners idea that we cram and we know everything and we go, of course, we do not get a good mark in the exam, but then we just get upset. So that's one problem. Another problem is it requires an organized schedule. So you have to have a schedule. You can't just say, okay, so today I practice spacing. Uh, yeah, and probably two days from today, yeah, I'll do that too, but I never do it. And then, you know, that's it. So no, you have to have a schedule. But obviously my podcast is for adult English learners. However, if you have a child or if you're a teacher and you're working with younger students, obviously you might experience that so that the students do not use practice space practice on their own so you can implement it as a part of your teaching practice and i would highly recommend that another question is how much spacing is enough right i would say the more the better it can be spread out over two weeks three weeks a month or even three months and it really will bring results uh, the spacing schedules schedules do not have to be the same you can have five days in between, then two days in between, or three days in between. Really, it's not that important as long as you are consistent. And consistency is the key. Another question is how many spaces there should be? Um, the more the better, but students will, and you will benefit even from, let's say, uh, two weeks of spacing. It doesn't have to be two months. So I would suggest just start. And th this would be it. Just start. As I have said, I have something special for you because these episodes will be really short and tangible. I'm presenting you with a freebie. So I'll be attaching a freebie to each of the episodes because they are really short, but I wanted to help you to make the process of learning English language easier. So I'm presenting you with a spacing tracker. It's, uh, the link is in the episode's description. So I do hope that you will enjoy it. Please let me know. I'm very curious and I would love to hear your thoughts. I would really appreciate it and thank you for listening to my episode. I also wanted to tell you that in September, the course to my signature masterclass, masterclass blasting off from B2 to C1 is opening in September and my one-on-one spots open in September as well, but they are very, very limited. So stay tuned and hope to talk to you soon. Bye.